Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Posting and Toasting Show. I'm Drew. Schwinn's here. What up, Schwinn? What up, what up, what up? And we have back our, is this our first returning guest, Schwinn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our first Andy returning. was our first guest. Andy was our first guest. We're very, very excited to, uh, to have him back on. It is Posting and Toasting's Jonathan, not John Schumann, Schulman. What up, Stink? How's it going? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning to you too. How's uh how's your Friday morning been? My Friday morning has been rather uneventful. Oh, what what have you done so far? I had several cups of coffee, fed the dog. Yeah. What's, what's uh, Gladys doing? Gladys? Wow, that's cold blooded. Gladys uh <laughs> is glass passed on. I'm sorry. Just, uh, about three years ago. Uh, Josie, on the other hand, man, fuck you. But I actually totally mixed that up. I meant, I didn't know which one was which. That's fine. Gladys is my one and only. Josie, she's just my good little rat right now. She's got the ears, though. She really does have the ears, the most adorable ears. She hears you. <laughs> can, she, can she come on the pod? Can you put the microphone in front of her? Uh... I feel like we're in a western and you're like whistling for your horse or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, uh, she, I think, I don't know if she's going to come right now because there's food that she wants in the kitchen. But I do uh, call her by the, the good, the bad, and the ugly whistle. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. I like that. How do you, do you guys, all... like, do you guys like rob banks and then when she gets like captured and about to be hung, do you shoot her down? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're banditos. <laughs> and then do you, um, do you put a metal plate under your, uh, your poncho during the, uh, the duel? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, this is a great way to start the, uh, pod, even though I have, like, questions. I wonder how, uh, think, how do you, how do you brew your coffee? Um, well, I, oof, lots of ways. Uh, right now I've, I've just been doing a pour over in the morning. You actually have that time to do the pour over. Hell yeah, rich. Oh, okay. Haven't you seen Stinks like random Slack messages at three thirty in the morning? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's Wait, true. Why are you awake right now? <laughs> that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Completely fair. Always but, uh, all right. Well, we already started off on a uh, on a tangent, so let's try to get back into what the podcast is going to be. About. How would you do that if you're going to try to do that? How would you do it? I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it really well, as you yeah, can see. Yeah, you would shut the fuck up and give him a chance. Who, me? Instead of being a shitty guest. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Are you done? <laughs> I'm just, I'm curious. That's all. Okay, so what you can do is you can just be quiet for, like, just a few seconds, and you can see what I'm about to do. Can you do that? Me? Okay, good. So we're actually going to talk about the Southwest. Is that the yes. division? Yes. Okay. I was going to be like, did I screw it up? Like, is it just called the South Division? I don't I don't know, but we're going to talk about the Southwest Division this week. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, the Houston Rockets, the Memphis Grizzlies, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the San Antonio Spurs. That's pretty much the crux of the conversation, and we're going to kick it right off with the Dallas Mavericks. So for them, they had a interesting offseason by that. You know, they had cap space, and they did absolutely nothing with it, again, besides bring back uh, Seth Curry for a second run. They signed Dellen Wright. And then they traded for... Well, there was a sign-and-trade for Dylan Wright, if we're going to be exact here. Was it really? Uh, it's yeah. actually Dylan Wright, if we're yes, going to be exact is. here. 
Or Delon. Or I've heard Delon also. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to push buttons. All right. Well, it's the guy from uh, the Raptors who is the backup guard for them. And then they the Grizzlies, though, so, if yeah, we're going to be exact about it. He was Come on, the Drew. Yeah. Oh, he was a part of Marcus Paul. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah. Um, good job by yeah. me there. So then they – but earlier in the season, they traded for Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee, Junior, Trey Burke. We're going to be exact about it. Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee. It, did I mess up Courtney Lee's name? Does he have like a middle name I don't know about? It's, Thank. it's Courtney Lee. Courtney? Like court? Yeah, like a like a court. Oh, like a court. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and some other guy, and they traded away Dennis Smith Jr., two first-round picks, and I... I Shane kinda, Larkin. Wes Matthews. Oh, yeah. Jordan. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, there you go. For, um, to the Knicks. Yeah. So that was pretty much, like, what they did. Um, I mean, that was, like, basically, like, their summer move in January. Yeah, like, yeah, Exactly. So, I'm going to toss it to you guys first. Like, where do you see them? Like, how do you see, like, the moves that they made both during, you know, the trade deadline and the summer? Um, I I get it. Like, I mean, I get why they traded for Chris Epps. Um, They don't really have – because they're, like, never – they kind of, like, are always half in, half out – but then they always want to keep cap space, even though they don't really seem to ever attract anybody. It's like they're they're always so desperate for a star. So I think like for them to take the home run swing on Kristaps and they already had Luca, it's like okay, they'll be fun together. I don't think anybody can really deny that. There's definitely offensive upside there. Um, like I, I I get that move. Um, is it a risk? Of course, they give away two first round picks. Like they basically. They only have they can only, they can only, the next pick they can trade is in like twenty twenty five, so they you know they, for better or worse like they are restricted to their current roster and I think they'll have like cap space next summer maybe or maybe the year after and that's like they're they gotta like get shit done in this time otherwise it's gonna be you know what would you be hearing about Luca's like impending free agency in twenty seventy six or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so I get all that. I just didn't really care for what they did this summer. Like, they waited. They always, like, you know, Cuban's entire fucking thing is he's, like, always like to talk about, you know, what was that? Remember after they, there was that entire, that quote where he's like, oh, yeah, well, the entire league, like, we like to zig when the entire league is zagging. And, like, and that's really how he operates. So, you know, everybody basically in free agency that mattered came off the board in the first, what, like, two days? Um and Dallas did nothing in that time other than they agreed to a couple of deals with their own guys. I mean, they ended up so they ended up signing. I like Dylan Wright. He's a good fit next to Luca. Like he's a big combo guardish guy. Um, so that will help them defensively for sure. Um, and he can handle a little bit. So you know, again, and obviously like Carlisle just loves having seventy-eight ball handlers. So that's that's a nice fit. I really like Seth Curry. That was four years, $32 million he got. A little long, but, you know, the value per year is pretty good, and I do like Seth. Um, Maxi Clabert, four years, $36 million, sure, whatever. Dorian Finney-Smith, three years, $12 million, cool. Um, Boban got the Kristaps is a little bitch and doesn't want to play center contract, two years, $7 million. 
then they brought back J.J. Barea for his 97th year on the roster uh, on a vet min, and that was their summer. So, yeah, I mean, not, I actually like – oh, they also gave Dwight Powell three years, $33 million for God knows why. Um, I actually kind of like their summer, but – like, I like all the guys they signed, and I think their contracts are all good, but outside of Powell, one, which isn't even that bad, but it's like – I don't know. Like, looking at just the West in general, I – I don't really get it. I kind of wish they had swung big on somebody, and then they could have still had space to sign these little contracts. But I don't know. I I guess it's fine. Stink, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the Knicks messed up, man. They could have had Ryan Brokoff in that trade. (laughs) They really just came up short again. Uh. I mean, I think was Justin Jackson still out there, and it's just <laughs> they they had it on a silver platter, and it's pretty obvious that you know James Dolan again, and uh, you know lol the Knicks. I, I really wish that the Mavs had to deal with a, a real franchise like Brooklyn. That's true. A really good stable oh, franchise like the so- Brooklyn Nets. The one thing I didn't understand is, like, I mean, I get it, but I also think it's so stupid because they signed Kristaps, literally, like, they agreed to deal with Kristaps to the max the second free agency opened, right? So basically, I had it agreed with probably fucking, as soon as they traded for him, they probably, like, had an agreement, like, we're going to give you the five year max. So he got five years, $158 million, um, and he gets a player option in the last year. Like, I don't get how you don't get anything from. I, I know he had the leverage here because you traded for him, so, you know, you kind of know what's up. But I, I, don't, I don't know. That's insane to me that he got a player option on it too because it's like now you legit have, you know, there's no value. You you got no concession. There's no concession. Yeah. I think the, the okay. Mavericks right there, they're they're banking on the, on the concept that they know they'll figure out how to be good. Uh, I, I mean, Luka is obviously terrific. And Porzingis uh, is a loser, but but good. You know okay. he's got he's got a chance to be pretty pretty damn good. And then I mean, you look at what next year Hardaway and Lee come off the books. No, Hardaway million. Hardaway has a player option, so he's probably oh, oh yeah, well, he's picking that option up. And I think he's damaged goods, man. Like because he had another leg problem after he went to Dallas, dude. and he had one his first year in New York, and then he had one last year with the foot and the leg. Yeah, York. that was really upsetting because he actually started the season out like really well yeah, too. And I, I think they just picked up a dud in that. I, I, I like, I actually like Hardaway in terms of just kind of like if you if you put him in his right role, which is like a fourth option or a third option at, at best, mm-hmm. he's probably okay. But, but you he know, might be in that role though. Yeah, he. He'll, but but my my thing is like I think he's just that. He like, might be shot. Not, maybe not shot, but like he, that's well, shot for his actual ceiling of what it's, his ceiling is actually going to be because like he did feel a lot better. It's like kind of like that fourth offensive option. He can create, he can dribble a little bit, he could do things, but shot in the sense that like I don't know if he can actually do that consistently because on a regular basis, you know, he he may not be available again for like like half a year, and then you know because of, of the injuries and Porzingis was gone for over a year and a half. Like this next year may be a whole. Not necessarily a wash, but 
we need to see how he's actually going to be. It's going to take him at least two, three months to, like... Yeah, but... It doesn't... I don't care, like, how much he's... Yeah, like, I don't care, like, how hard he's been training and, like, you know, how many bar fights he got into to increase his toughness or any of that shit. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Um, It's just, like, you haven't played NBA basketball for 18 months, basically. That's going to be when he gets back. Something like that. I think it might be even longer because he got injured in, what... January, or right in the beginning of February, the season starts in October, so it's like 20 months, I think. So he hasn't had, wouldn't have played in like 20 months, and like, yeah, it's going to take time. I'm, I'm sure there will be glimpses of like, you know, he'll have a 30-point game every couple weeks or something like that in the first couple months of the season, but there are definitely going to be nights where he's moving in molasses. I mean, and that happens all the time after January anyway, um, but, you know, like, it's just gonna. It takes time when you come back from a serious injury like that. It it always takes time, and like we saw with Gordon Hayward last year, who had nowhere near that serious of an injury, um, and he also he took a full year off too, and he came back and he basically was, you know, showing himself. Yeah, like there were a couple of months towards the end of the year where he looked good right before the playoffs when he just went into the crapper again. But you know, Kristaps is he hasn't been somebody that's been able to sustain like his excellent starts to seasons at all. And, yeah, it's just I think it's going to be tricky. It'll be, it's really interesting, actually, to see how they manage it because I, I didn't know this until they traded for him, but apparently they have, like, this amazing medical staff. Like, I don't know, I guess. I'll just take people's word for it. But even then, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I, I just – their summer was actually really boring, if you think about it. Like, none of these moves are bad, but they just didn't take any – serious risk. That's what it feels like. It feels like they were like, we like this team, so we're just going to keep it, and one day we'll figure it out. And I guess that's not the worst strategy, but it is kind of strange, because you would think that, like, if there was ever a time that they could genuinely attract a player, it would have been this summer where they had Luka, this rookie deal, and they have KP, kind of like, who still has some clout around the league, and it's like, you know, you would assume that's actually, and they have Carlisle, right, who's universally accepted as one of the elite coaches in the NBA, you would think if there was a time to capitalize on free agency, it would be this summer when there was so many guys in the market, um, you know, and we, we'll get to them later, but, like, even doing something like signing fucking Derek Favors, like New Orleans did, I would have liked that way more than, you know, managing your risk and Boban and a cheap deal and fucking, you know, like, Favors and Porzingis would be a way better front court to fuck around with than... They're zagging, man. That's true. Is, are they zigging or what's it? Dep- is the league zigging or is the league zagging? Because whatever the, the league, league is, the league is zigging, and this is a hard zag right here. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's a real hard one. Well, they did take risks. They they traded Porzingis and their picks and Dennis Smith. I mean, whether or not you're high on Dennis Smith or not is a different discussion. But they did take risk in that trade because we don't really know what Porzingis really is. He is in a better role though. I will say that. Way better. Like, like a way better role than he was with New York. So he'll be, you know, Luca will give him all, like, the opportunities he needs. I just, it's going to be interesting to see because will, like, Luca and Porzingis be enough to be, like, legitimate contenders in the West in the next couple of years is pretty much what they're banking see, on. And we don't they really won't. know that yet. No, 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 we know. That they won't. It doesn't fucking happen. Like, you don't get, KP's never been in the playoffs. Luca is, what, he's 20? Like, I'm sorry, the odds of that 
in the next two years, three years, them being genuine contenders, it's just not going to happen because that's not even a knock on them. It's just that doesn't happen at that, those guys' ages, you know? Like, very, very rarely. And, and when it does happen, it's something crazy like, oh, yeah, we just drafted Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Like, you know, <laughs> KP is not those guys. He he could be really good. I, we shit on the guy all the time. But, like, genuinely, he could be, like, a borderline – I think he could be, like, a top 15 guy maybe, right? Um, like, okay, but – I'm, you're just not a contender. Like Luca, and like Luca has maybe top five potential. Let's say I think he could be an MVP potentially, but that's not going to happen in the next two years, man. Like it's it's just not going to fucking happen in the next two years. And yeah, like that their window is not now, which is why I was. It's just strange to me, like how aggressive they were about everything. Because I like I loved them getting Luca. Obviously, that was I was so pissed that they got Luca, but that was a great move. And then I just feel like, you know, they're always once they get a guy, they're like always in a rush. Oh, we gotta do this. We gotta we gotta make a move. We gotta get him something to play. It's like, dude, you got Luca on a rookie contract for you know three more years. They had their books were clean. Um because the DeAndre and West Matthew those contracts were coming off, like mm-hmm. they were good to go. And they were like, gotta get Kristaps because we think he's gonna be the next Dirk, even though like the statistical profile does not indicate that at all, um, and then we're all. And to do that, we're gonna, we're not just going to forget giving away the the shit they gave away because if it was just KP for Dennis Smith Jr. and two first round picks, I would have been like, that's a horrible trade for the Knicks and Dallas swindled us. But they also sunk what like so the Tim Hardaway Jr. They inherited two. With like thirty-seven million left on the deal, so this year Roughly next, that, yeah, and then Courtney Lee is twelve million expiring this year, um, and he also he also had an injury issues last year and barely played in Dallas after he left because the thinking was oh he didn't play in New York because we were playing other guys, the younger guys or whatever, um, but like he when he got to Dallas he barely played too and he had injury issues there he had a neck issue so like you know I, I it's just I don't get it I don't really like. I, like I said, I, I didn't. The guys they signed this summer are okay. That's fine. I just don't really like their long-term planning. Stink. You want the last word on them, or do you want to move on to the Rockets? Um, uh, I'm happy to move on. Um, you know, but I'll say, you know, it's really too bad about their rape culture. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. Great way to end the uh, Dallas Mavericks segment with their, you know, disgusting treatment of women. Oh, so they did find a guy from Japan this week. This Yudai Baba, an Exhibit Ten contract. So check right. out. look out for him. Yeah, he may be the next um, Dirk. I guess I don't know. I have no idea who this guy is. He's a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. Okay. Next, Michael Finley. Ooh, that'd be great. So um, we're gonna move on to the Rockets. Oh, we should move on to Memphis. We're going to move on to the Rockets. Okay, and have Utah Watanabe. Could keep who? the Japanese thing going. Is that is that the guy from... Um, is that Ken Watanabe? You know, the actor? Is that who you're talking about? I don't know who this, this actor is. I'm talking about Utah. You don't know who Ken Watanabe is? Negative. Jesus. He was an inception. Okay. Well, this, this is why we're that not going to listen to your suggestion that we move on to Memphis. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not moving on to Memphis now. This is ridiculous. All right, so we're going to talk about the Rockets. 
I just noticed that I'm like looking at the roster. Um, Anthony Bennett's on their roster, which is <laughs> quite amusing. I didn't realize he still was getting chances. Apparently, he shot like 97% from three in the G League last year or something. That I, that's amazing. But um, <clears throat> so they did their big move. It's more or less they traded um Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, and I'm just, run through the deets. Run through the deets. All right, go ahead. Run through them. I don't have them other than that. I mean, there's like Tyson Chandler's on the team. Ben McLemore got another chance. All right, so the Westbrook trade was... <laughs> uh, so they swapped Chris Paul, uh, who was on, what, four years? I think he had... Yeah, he was on like a... Like he was on three, you know, he had three years left because he has a year less than Russell Westbrook. So they... Yeah, but it was still like on, a max contract, though. Yeah, but Westbrook's on a fucking max. He's on a, he's on a, he's on a mega he's max, too. Yeah. yeah, so... He's got Russell Westbrook. They took on an extra year salary um, to take on Russ. They swapped 2021 first round picks. Uh, our Oklahoma City has the right to swap 2021 first round picks, and they get a 2021, a conditional 2021 first round pick from Houston, and a 2025 pick swap from Houston, and a conditional 2026 first from Houston, Houston plus cash. So, yeah. I mean, was... yeah, the trade was awful. I mean, I don't have I trashed Westbrook here on the pod yet, or is it just in the uh, the Slack? Do you know? Give it a shot. You should trash him right now. All right, well, he, he's Russ, listening. Russ, yeah, I mean, we trash we trash Kristaps every time we talk about him. So that is true. So like Westbrook is awful. Like he's not a good basketball player. He never was a good basketball player. So, like, trading for, like, the washed version of Westbrook and giving up all that, it, I, I think it's awful. Like, there's only one basketball. Westbrook just stands at the top of the key when he doesn't have the ball. He literally doesn't do anything. James Harden also doesn't do anything without the ball. So, I, I don't even know what they're going to do. And they, they care about shooting threes. Westbrook can't shoot outside of five feet. Like, I, I think this is a complete disaster. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And it's like the antithesis of what Maury wants and, like, talks about with, like, you know, shooting pro- profiles and, like, things like that. It, it doesn't oh, make so, any sense to me. So before you continue slandering him, <clears throat> can I – um, I have the actual specific uh, protections and stuff on these picks. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's so, talk about how – 2021 was hilarious. It's, so Oklahoma City will get the – Two most favorable of its 2021 first-round pick, Miami's or Houston's. And the Houston one is protected one through four, which, like, they're not going to be a bottom four team. So, yeah, good for them. Uh, They also – the 2024 first-round pick is also one to four protected. So maybe, but probably not, because Harden will still be alive then. And the 2026 one is also one to four protected. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Like they're getting those picks. Like I don't understand. It's I don't see the fit. Is am I over? Am I missing something? Am I overlooking something with between these two? Like are they just because they're friends? They're gonna get along? Like I am I missing anything? Basically, I don't see it. I think that, that that will play a role. In all honesty, I mean, you know, if they both obviously they both like to have the ball and not give it up until someone's got a direct line to score. Uh, they stand around if they don't have the ball. That actually seems, in a strange way, symbiotic to me. 
I think it's a it's like it's a dangerous line to toe, but it kind of makes a strange amount of sense to me. Yeah. So I just so like as I hate the trade. I think it's I think they completely got worked. But like I get why they did it, even though I'm pretty sure that Paul, even if he's not better, he's a way better fit with Harden. Um, on the court, also much on the better court. than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't really want to get into that. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to get into it. But I just wanted yeah. to just you know, but, throw that out there. But Harden hates Chris Paul. And yeah, Harden. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, and because everybody fucking hates Chris Paul. Oh, uh, I mean, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and Harden is a franchise player. As, yeah, but yeah. insofar as uh, Harden and Westbrook getting along, that that matters. I think that's yeah, true. It does matter. You it can't just matter. play with someone that you also think should be punched. Yeah, and it's like so that I get why they had they felt like they had to make this move, and there were reports that Harden had specifically asked them to get Russell Westbrook, um, like he had gone to Maury and asked for Russell Westbrook, and you know I think to some extent Maury probably because he's. It's so weird how like thirsty he is for James Harden, who is on his own team. But um, I, he just felt obligated to make that happen, and that's all well and good. I just don't get how like even in that scenario you're giving up that much, right? Because OKC had already traded Paul George, so it's not like you were prying them from him when they were kind of like, no, we're still good, like we we still believe in this team. Once they traded Paul George, everybody knew, like, that shit was done. You know, there was no path to them winning in the next four or five years with Russell Westbrook. So, like, obviously the next step is and – and I think there's even reports that Russ had been like, look, like, that's cool, but, like, can I get the fuck out of here now? Because, like, we're not trying to win, and that's cool, but I thought we were going to, and that's why I resigned. Um, and so, like – you know, th- there should be enough there that you're not giving up that much. Like, okay, I can understand a pick. I can understand a pick swap. Like, that that really should be enough. If you're eating an extra $40 million in salary on an extra year, and that's like Russell Westbrook's age 34 year, when he's clearly showing, like, serious decline year on year on year. Um, I mean, look, I think any other, any other GM makes that trade, they get fucking rocked. They get absolutely... Destroyed publicly, um, they'd be the brunt of every joke. Every single joke for the rest of the summer on Twitter would be about how stupid Daryl Morey is if he was not Daryl Morey. If he was, I don't know, Scott Perry or pick a GM. Um, so yeah, that was a terrible move. I get why they had to make the move, and I fine with them being like, "Fuck it, let's just get Russ." But ugh, I mean, man, that's. Tough. That's a brutal move. He he shot last year in the playoffs. Uh, guess what his true shooting percentage was? Westbrook? Yeah. 29. I want to say <laughs> 36. 46. 46. 46 and a half. God, that's awful. On, 30, on 31 and a half usage. That's disgusting. It felt like 29 on 70 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he shot, he averaged 20, 22 shots per game in the playoffs. Last year in the first round. And the year before, he averaged 27. And the year before that, he averaged 30 and a half. That's a lot of shots and a lot of breaks. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I, this, I'm very interested to see how this works. Um, I, I, I do get what's, what's uh, you know, what Stingy's saying in that, like, because they're both so similar and that they, like, you know, Harden doesn't really like to do shit off the ball, Westbrook doesn't really do shit off the ball, it'll just work because they'll be very happy to just be like, your turn, my turn. Um, but, man, like, they just did that with Chris Paul and, like, the end result is come playoff time, those guys are still super tired. And, and like, Harden's on this whole fucking thing this summer where he, like, uh, he, like, just keeps talking about how he got robbed of MVP and he had this historic season and all this shit. And I'm like, I, I mean, like, sure, he had a historic season, I guess, whatever. But, like, why are we acting like Giannis didn't have a historic season? Why, like, what are we talking about here? It's like, yeah, you didn't lose. You, are, you already won a fucking MVP. How is the media against you? You won an MVP. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of people in the media also think that he should have won the Russell Westbrook MVP, which he should have because Russell Kawhi Westbrook is not an MVP whatsoever. Kawhi should have won that one. Okay, anyway, but the point is Westbrook shouldn't have I won just the MVP. Wanted, I just want to clarify that Kawhi, the one true king of the NBA, should have won that MVP. That is true. Kawhi is the king of the NBA and definitely the best player. Maybe I just realized we didn't do um, win predictions for the Mavericks. Like they'll win like forty, thirty-nine, forty-three. Yeah, they'll win. They'll probably be. They'll hover around four hundred. So I meant five hundred. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. You know, they'll hover around like five hundred. So anywhere, I'll say like forty-four wins. So what do you think the win prediction is for the uh, the Rockets? Forty-nine. We're not. We're we're, we're done talking about the Rockets. We're not going to talk about this whole fucking Nene thing that they they're getting pissed about. Oh, yeah. Do you, you want to go on? The, we can go on this tangent. This whole NBA tangent with them. Let's uh let's do that. So in case you guys aren't familiar, the Rockets <laughs> the Rockets tried to sign Nene for like twenty million dollars, and like what seventy percent of it was like performance bonuses. <laughs> yeah, it was like because th- you can structure them as so you can use like likely and unlikely bonuses. Exactly. Uh, and but like the thing is. So when you trade, if you sign somebody to, well, they, so what they did is they gave Nene a base salary of two point six million, and then they made like seven point four. Well, just to be clear, that's the veterans minimum, right? That right. Then they added like seven point four million in likely bonuses that he could get, and the bonuses were so easy to achieve. It would be like, fucking take a piss, uh, wipe your ass when you take a shit, like that. That was basically what, what the you know the clauses, and. The thing is, it would only count when they signed him, the base salaries, although it would count against their cap. But when the, if they traded him for, let's think, uh, Andre Iguodala. If they traded him for Andre Iguodala, the full sal- – like all, all the bonuses would be added to that. So it would count as a $10 million salary that you're trading out. So like they tried to do this, and the NBA and Players Association, Association shout out to Chris Paul getting revenge. Uh, we're like, no, we're not gonna, no, we're we're not gonna let you do that actually. And, and for then now, Rockets fans were getting all pissy about it. Well, it's a conspiracy because the NBA hates them and hates they hate James Harden too. Remember? Think. What do you have to say to that? Uh, sounds good to me. I, I think an underrepresented part of James Harden is. I think his beard and hair situation is overrated. I think not his beard is is a little bit unkempt. I and agree he that. could be doing better. And uh, yeah, I, I think he needs to to step it up. To be perfectly honest, with you. what what I don't like about his beard, which is just it's so disgusting to me, is that like the hair 
comes over and like flows over his lips, like into his mm-hmm. mouth and shit. It's I can't deal with that. I'm like, because I've had a beard for fucking I don't know since you were 11 years old. Yeah, since I came out, of, I came out of the womb with a beard. But like, like even when I grew my beard out so it was really full, like I didn't shave for I don't know maybe like I grew it out for like three or four months before, and like I would always make sure that I I at least. You know, covered that. Like that part. You always have to trim the mustache up to make sure it's not going over the lips. It just looks disgusting and unkept. Like that's even if you're half the full It does. It's absolutely awful. The one person who has the best beard is, um, I wish he was friend of the show, but uh, Kyle O'Quinn with yes. true mm-hmm. beard show. And and potential maybe future friend of the show, Kadeem Allen has a wonderful beard also. Yes, Kadeem Allen does have a great beard. But um, yeah, did you, Frank the group even grow facial hair? I don't. I don't think he has facial hair. Do you think he has any hair anywhere on his body outside of his head? I don't think so. I think he has hair somewhere. I don't think so. I think he's as smooth as a uh, <laughs> as a dolphin. Interesting. Interesting yeah, animal choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like a stingray is pretty smooth, right? Oh yeah. 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 Did you ever, have you ever felt a stingray before? Yes, I've been to an aquarium. Not supposed to do. Oh. That. No, they you let they let you do that at aquariums until yeah. that guy died. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. What do you mean that guy? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. I forgot his name. Shut up. I mean, like, Steve Irwin's like a legend. You can't forget legends like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, guess he, I guess he must yeah, be really yeah, big yeah. in Boston. Oh, he's he's <laughs> big time in uh, Boston. There's a lot of commonalities between Australians and Bostonians. So, um, what, I, I, I don't are know. You saying, are you implying that Australians are racist? They're all white criminals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm... A, I'm Suggesting that yes, that Australians are white crim- white racist criminals. So there goes our uh, Australian audience. Uh, huge Australian fan base fleeing, fleeing. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Oh, that was a great accent. Thank uh, you. So let's, I can't believe it. Them having Tyson Chandler, I don't think I could hate a team more. And it's like every summer they just add up something, and I'm like, wow. I hate you more. Like, I hate you more. That's amazing. Because when they traded for Chris Paul, it was like, oh, there's like, they, they got D'Antoni, they had Harden, they added Chris Paul, they got this most boring, annoying play style in the entire world. And I was like, man, there's no way I could hate this team more. It's like, oh, no, wait, wait. We're going to trade for Russell Westbrook, and we're going to sign Tyson Chandler. Like, oh, okay. Nope, you got me again. <laughs> you did it. So you're probably a big Austin Rivers fan, too. Uh, I actually don't despise Austin Rivers. I have nothing, really? nothing Austin Rivers. Like, he I, seems really annoying to me, but I don't think he's a bad player, which I think he gets that rap off pretty easily. It's because he's annoying. Like, he's yeah, annoying, yeah. so people are like, want to just say he sucks. I'm like, he's all right, he's fine, he's whatever. I think I actually ch- changed hard on uh, when he when he got his eye busted open in a playoff game. He came out and he was playing phenomenal. And I was like, you know what, this kid's all right. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of just respect, like, I mean, he's taken shit endlessly, basically, since he's been in the NBA, because he's Doc, especially since he went to the Clippers, because he's Doc Rivers' son. Yeah. And he's been kind of, he was, like, pretty open about the fact, he's like, yeah, me and my dad don't really have a relationship like that. Like, like yeah, he's my dad, but we're not close. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> um, so, win prediction time? Yeah, what do you think they're, um, what do you think they're winning? 49. That's what I was going to go with. I think they're going to win like 49 games. 
I don't think they're hitting the 50 mark. I don't I don't think it's possible that they're going to hit the 50, 50 mark. 50. They feel like a 60 52. to me. 52? 52. Yeah, I think Harden is just like, he's too much of a monster in the regular season. And I think like as shitty and annoying as Westbrook's play is, he's like, just the fact that he can create so much is acceptable in the regular season because like teams yeah. will be keyed in blocking out Capella and all that shit. So like, it'll be yeah. like, Capella is a regular season player. Okay, so what? I think I think he's fine in the playoffs too, just like not against Golden State. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I don't think they're gonna have to worry about that much anymore <laughs> now that the other uh, Warriors are pretty much broken up, unless some other team decides to figure out like the best small ball lineup guess, to go do, around do that. We, do we do we think the Rockets are a legitimate title contender? No, they're Russell Westbrook on their team. <laughs> I think you have to consider them in the mix. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know how well it'll work out. Obviously, that remains to be seen. But I think in the uh, this far out, you have to consider them in the mix. Yeah, kook- kookier shit has happened, I think. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. I mean, sure, but is Westbrook going to magically, like, be able to shoot a 10-foot jumper? Uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, don't think he is. I don't think he will be. I think he will not be able to do any of that. I did, think he's did you just... see the video of him and James Harden punching a bag today? Like I saw that. Oh, you're right. I mean, they're I great. don't know shit about boxing, but I know that like they have they have never taken an actual boxing class. Well, no. See, after you do that, they cut it out. But after they did that, they they kiss on the lips, and you can just <laughs> tell like it's gonna work. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully this works. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it works. Well, yeah, it's gonna work. <laughs> All right, let's on that note. Let's move on to the. Uh, That's how the, the magic Christmas. happens, baby. I'm sorry. So the magic happens by doing boxing a uh, yes a bag right. okay and then one clean smooch. <laughs> All right, um, let's talk about the Grizzlies. They they drafted John Morant. They also managed to somehow get Brandon Clark. They took on Andre Iguodala, who's trying to get bought out, and they're like, no, we want you to play. And he's like, that's not fair. And it's like, you're under contract, so, like, I don't know. The funniest thing is he's not not saying it. He's using Shams to say it. Because every time Shams shoots about it. Every time he tweets Hall of Fame player Andre Iguodala. He's had, like, four tweets about this in the last fucking two weeks. It's like, yeah, we... Get it, man. You think he's a Hall of Famer, which, like, he shouldn't be, but whatever. You think he's a Hall of Famer. You don't need to keep telling us. We don't need to hear it. Yeah, so the whole – they have the whole Andre Vidala thing. Um, Jaron Jackson's coming into his second year. Um, they still have Slow-Mo, one of, my, uh, one of my personal favorite players. You would be a Slow-Mo guy. I love Slow-Mo. He's, he cracks me up because he's so slow. Um, they added Tyus Jones. They, uh, they re-signed Jonas, right? Like, he's going to be... Yes. Yeah. They gave him an extension. It was like four years, 60? Something like that, yeah. Like, I thought it was three, but I, I'm probably wrong. And um, and they took on Josh Jackson from the uh, from the Suns. So uh, I'm going to toss it to you, Stink, right now. What do you um, what do you think of the Grizzlies offseason? Uh, I mean, they've decided to start over, so... You know, it's fine. I think Valanciunas is kind of like a, a decent little anchor for yeah. young way, players to sort of Stink, Stink was Stink was right. It's uh, it's three years, 45, and it's actually descending. 
So it's like fifteen oh, so it's pretty nice contract. Better, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so in general, I think they did fine. I mean, I think Morant is, is terrific. Uh, I think Brandon Clark has a chance to be amazing. And I think paired the, uh, around Jaron Jackson is really nice. So that's great. But they're babies. So, you know, that, that they need three, four years uh, before they, that really works. Um, you know, hopefully Iguodala doesn't poison the well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that their their youth is also impressionable. Uh, they also they got Josh Jackson, too, who oh. is... Out of his fucking I mean, mind. They got They just wave that fucking guy, man. Like I, know, he, I would he, not he, want him in my locker room, especially like you said. Like you got these. I mean, you got two especially young guys in Three J and uh, and Moran, and it's like you know. And then I mean, Clark is young-ish. He's he's old. I think he's twenty-three actually. Yeah, yeah. So he's older, so he's not like super young or anything. He's older than you know uh, Josh Jackson, but it's like yeah. Like why get this fucking guy? You didn't trade for him. Right, like that's, you know what I mean. Like you didn't trade to get him; you traded to get the two second round picks from the Suns, which are probably going to be like at the worst, the thirty fifth pick. It's going to be like pick thirty two and thirty three. Uh, yeah, and then you traded for you know De'Anthony De'Anthony Melton, who was like a younger version of uh, Javon Carter. So okay, cool. Like you know, Josh Jackson was just the cost that you had to take on to get that shit, and that's cool. Just get him to punt him into the fucking ocean. Like, he's garbage. He's a garbage human. Uh, oh, yeah. They have Grayson Allen, too, speaking yeah. of garbage humans. Yeah. Grayson Allen, fuck that guy. He's only there because they got a first-round pick from Utah for that shit. Uh, they had to make the salaries match for the Conley deal. So they got, I mean, that was a really good trade, too. They got, what, two firsts for that? Which I was, like, I was pretty surprised they got that much for Conley. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, they're in a great position now. Um, the the thing I love about their draft, too, is, you know, Morant was an obvious no-brainer pick. I don't know why anybody needs to praise them for that too much. Like, cool, you, draft, yeah. you drafted a point guard, and you needed a point guard, and you drafted, <laughs> like, it was either him or Garland, and Garland played six and a half seconds last year. So, okay, congrats, you took Morant. But the Clark pick I love because I think they traded, did they trade up for that, I think, maybe, like, a few picks or something like that? I think they did. They took the Utah yeah. It didn't pick. yeah. They didn't really cost much for them yeah. to even get Brandon they, Clark. So they got they moved up a little bit to get him. But like the, he is, Jaron Jackson, he is like he makes Kristaps Porzingis look like fucking Dennis Rodman <laughs> on the boards. Okay, like he's just an absolutely atrocious rebounder. He was a terrible rebounder in college. His total his uh, his total rebounding percentage last year was ten. His defensive rebound percentage last year was fifteen. And um, yeah, but rebounds know, don't matter. Yeah, and and he played he played like sixty eight percent of his minutes at the four and thirty two percent at the five. So that's atrocious, like atrocious, atrocious levels of rebounding. Um, but Brandon Clark, amazing rebounder, even though undersized. Um, but Jared Jackson isn't undersized, so he can still play the five on defense. Like I just love that fit with those two guys next to each other. Um, if Clark adds range on his jumper too, um, you know, then they can kind of switch in and out who plays in, who plays out. There's just a lot to like about that, um, and yeah, like I mean, they're not going to be good this year. I think there are people that are a little too high on, like, don't conflate a good draft with they're going to be good next year. So, yeah. like, they're probably going to be, and they have an incentive to tank. Like, I think they keep their pick if they tank. Like, they, I think that's top eight to protect it again next year. So, 
they very much have incentive to have like a bottom three record next year. Yeah, I mean it's rough around the edges for them too. Like Solomon Hill is legit one of their top players. <laughs> like, and I'm not not even trying to trash the dude, but like with Solomon Hill is a key player, and what's going to happen? Like I've seen that exact type of guy on the Knicks several times. It doesn't end well. But well, they have they have Bruno, who's I think oh, he's. Over two years away from being two years away now. Caboclo, like, low-key looks like an NBA player now? Yeah, like, he was two years away from being two years away. So, like, this is year one of two years from two years? Is that right? Yeah. So, this is year one. This is is actual year one. So, this is actual rookie year. So, like, but, yeah, no, you're right, though. Like, he's actually like, oh, maybe he is an NBA player, but. Oh, they also took that guy, uh, fuck, what, John Conchar? That guy from Fort Wayne, uh, he was like a lights out shooter in college. He just has like a really interesting statistical profile. Uh, he's an undrafted guy they picked up. Like I don't know if he's gonna amount to anything if that translates because he played at fucking Fort Wayne. Um, but that's like that's like a that's a no. Just like that's the type of smart shit. Interesting though. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a smart statistical profile to go after and add to your roster. And if he doesn't pan out, it didn't cost you anything. It's similar with uh, Watanabe, who you know I was kind of joking about earlier, but super long. He's like six nine, maybe, but he's a small yeah. forward. Uh, he can switch up and down on defense. Um, and I mean, he's kind of like I don't want to compare him to Lamar Odom, uh, but he's but that he's, sort you're of saying a player. He's next Lamar Odom. Yeah, I would say he's 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 probably. Yeah, that's that's actually <laughs> a perfect comparison. But. But you can sort of see the uh, the trend or the through line of like guys they're looking for, which they're long, they're athletic, and they uh, they are all sort of team players at the same time. I feel like they're they're kind of operating in a similar way in terms of like just the physical dimensions of the guys they're going after and physical tools that they're going after. It reminds me a lot of like what Milwaukee has done or Orlando trying to do, except uh, unlike Orlando. They did draft a point guard half the draft, and I know like Orlando took Alfred Payton, but it's like they took Payton and then just were like, yeah, we're good now. Like that, that's it. That's our squad. Um, whereas I kind of get the sense. I mean, I know it's very early, and I forget who their GM is, um, but I know he just got hired like last year. Um, but every move he's made has been pretty smart. I even I really like the Tyus Jones pickup for them. I think that was smart. Like. Like they, I think he's got three years, twenty nine or something like that. Um, he was also like the best point guard in Minnesota, and like they didn't want to play him, which they wanted to play fucking Jeff Teague, which always infuriated me. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing is Jones sucked last year from as a like he just could not shoot last year, and he still like, you know, he still ended up being a way bigger net positive than Teague. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, and he got, so I actually, he got three years, 24 million. So, uh, yeah, pretty decent contract for Tyus Jones. I like that move. It, it kind of gives, it, Moran's going to have plenty of nights where he's shooting the bed. A, t- a bunch yeah. of nights where he's shooting the bed. Tyus Jones can come in and just be like a decent veteran guy. Uh, yeah. and the thing with Tyus Jones is he's actually quite good, like, one of the better point guard defenders in the league. So, um, and Morant is going to be, like, 
Trey Young level of bad defense next year. So yeah, well, yeah. it's a good thing that they have Melton, they have Clark, who's a, a good defender, they have Jaron Jackson, who's a good defender. Like they do have guys to, like actually kind of help out. Even like Slomo is a pretty good Slomo is a pretty decent defender. Yeah, I don't understand how Slomo is a good defender. Like he, uh, he just doesn't he doesn't make sense to me. Like Cr- that's Crowder Crowder is like not a good defender, but he knows how to make the right rotations and stuff like that. Like he's fine on team defense. If they keep Iggy, like I doubt they'll that'll happen, but he can at least like coach these guys up. Oh, and they're getting Dylan Brooks back, who was basically injured all last year. And he's good. Yeah, he had a really good rookie season. Uh, I don't know. If, are were you a Dylan Brooks guy, Stick? Not so much. Uh, not opposed to him, but uh, I don't know. I see him as a flash in the pan, kind of. Yeah, I, I just like him as like a guy that can give them because they're not going to be able to score points. Uh, no. I like that he's a guy that can give them some scoring punch off the bench and just yeah. gives them like, a little bit of shot creation. Uh, I mean, he'll he'll certainly benefit from Morant on a, on his good nights for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's 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 a team that'll be fun. They'll be fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. you can tune into them on League Pass every now and then. They'll be, you know, showing you what they'll be in the future. But I'm not expecting much from this team. Maybe like twenty five wins, twenty four, twenty five yeah. wins, something like that. I, I have them at twenty six, but I mean, yeah, they're going to be. That's being optimistic. I mean, rookie point guards is always like a rough season. Like it just it takes toll. I'm just not as high on Morant as everyone else is, but like I know like he can pass, so like that's I'm not gonna take that away from some. I'm looking at probably like something closer to like 21, 22. Yeah, I mean, the they, and they have incentive to suck. Like they yeah, like they're if, not. If they're on suck. a twenty five win pace, I could totally see them. You know, oh no, Jay Crowder, he pulled his fucking left pinky out for three weeks. Like they could, they'll just do shit like that, and they're gonna trade off half these guys too, right? Like like Iggy's getting traded, Crowder will get yeah. traded. Like those, uh, like, those yeah. are the two vets that are like can kind of help stabilize shit. They'll be gone, um, and then it's like a bunch of guys. And they, and if they really need to tank, they can just throw Grayson Allen and have him run point for five minutes. Oh God, oh. that sounds that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah, but like not in like a good way either. It's just like oh, God, I just don't want to see Grayson Allen on like a basketball court ever. I don't want to see Grayson Allen. No. That's it. Like th- not anywhere. I I don't want to see him anywhere. Maybe behind bars. That would be great. Can we can we arrange that? Can we arrange him just to go to jail? <laughs> oh, thank like all your hitters, yeah. Yes, thank uh, can you. Yeah. Can you arrange that? Yeah, yeah. All my guys got their whistle. Yeah, Alan Catskill. Catskill. All them fools in the veil, man. I want to fuck with them. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're gonna move to the Pelicans, who had. Did they have? Do you think they had the craziest summer? I think this they had the craziest of the uh, Pretty easily, yeah. So I know I'm going to miss stuff, so Schwinn's going to, you know, obviously back me up for my mistakes. But um, so so they uh, they traded Anthony Davis for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. Um, were there, they're in the, like 17 picks, right? And then was so there he, any other? They traded, okay, the trade was <laughs> the trade for Lonzo. Isaac Bonga, Josh Hart, Ingram, something called Jamario Jones, Mo <laughs> Wagner, uh, for, you know, that that was, and then they got, also in that trade, they got, whew, uh, they got the fourth pick in the draft, which they then traded to Atlanta for more shit. I don't want to get into that part of it. Um, 
They got the 2021 first from L.A. They got a 2022 second from L.A. They got a 2023 first. No, they got a swap on the 2023 first. They got the 2024 first outright. Um, and I think that 2023 one, it's like if they don't like that, they can move it out a year. Yeah, and they can get the 2024 one that's better for them. Yeah, they could just like be like, yeah, no, we'll just go 2024. Yeah, and then they'll get the 2025 from L.A. Yeah. All right. It's, it's which is like, I don't even understand. If you can say no to one thing in that deal, that has to be it, right? You're like, no, fuck you. Like, that's it. Like, you get the swap this year, and then we give you the 24 first. We're not doing this, like, you get to pick and push it out. No. Like, you're getting everything else. Just take that. <laughs> yeah, it was – we all know that Anthony Davis is a great player. You know, when he's actually trying for his team, he's like a top five, top three type player on the uh, in the NBA, like, talent-wise. So, like, I get that it's going to cost a lot to get him, but they literally – to, like the Lakers literally gave up everything. They gave yeah. up everything, but like the fourth first rounder, right? Like that was like their oh we kept that and we kept Kuzma. Like okay, fucking yeah, yeah great job guys. You kept Kyle Kuzma on your uh, on your team. Congratulations. And the funny thing is like I would have been like dude take Kuzma, leave me Ingram. If if like that was a choice they had, that's an easy choice because Ingram can actually play the three. Kuzma cannot play the three. He's a four. LeBron's a four. AD is a five. Like that's just fact. Anyway, fuck the Lakers. Um, yeah. Okay, so not only that, they, they drafted Fat Zion. They drafted Jackson Hayes. They drafted Nickel Alexander Walker. People think he's supposedly good um, from what I got, from what I've heard. They signed J.J. Redick. They traded They traded for Derek Favors. Yeah, just, a, they, real, just a real quick, like the, basically the trade that they also made after that was the fourth pick in the draft they got from L.A., they then traded to Atlanta for two first-round picks, which they used on Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay. But then what did they get? How, what did, how did they get Derek Favors? Was Derek Favors was a trade, or did you like release them? And it, was a, it was a sign-in trade or something. I forgot what it was. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. Well, anyway, so they did that. They got uh, J.J. Redick, and... That's pretty much, like, what they did um, summer-wise. Like, they completely transformed their team. Okay, and, so it was, okay, it was basically somehow tied into the draft night trade, but more or less they got favors from Utah for a 2021 and a 2023 second-round pick, and it's like I just read off the 79 picks they acquired, so yeah, that's, that's fine. They're good. Yeah, and Derek Favors is actually, like, a good basketball player too, so that helps. Um, I... From just looking at like roster wise, and like they have good players, and if they like, the best Lon- imaginable, yeah, yeah. Like, right. like they just completely rebuilt. And if Zion comes into you know the start of the season in shape and plays like he did in college, like they're Dude, probably like the dark horse, like seventh, Z- right? Zion's gonna thunder dick so many guys this year, <laughs> like he's just gonna dunk on everybody's face and rub his crotch and then like right in their fucking noggin. Um, it's it's going to be nonsense. I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be a playoff team, but it's like they're going to be – they'll probably be the funnest team in the NBA. Like they're yeah, the like everything goes team. right, they could get into the playoffs. Like Easily. Alonzo yeah. magically learns to shoot, for example. Like, oh, now oh, they have it, a team. And then, like, I mean, Drew always has, like, these random good shooting seasons too. I, I think this is a, this is exactly the type of team and time for Drew to, to take off. I mean, this, everyone is fast. Everyone is bouncy. Everyone moves the ball quickly. 
at me, except for maybe Ingram. He likes to hold it a little bit. But honestly, that's like kind of a perfect player that they need. So someone's gonna have to hold it for a minute and like create something uh, I think in a trade right clock situation. That's I mean, maybe so, but yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. Yeah, I, I mean, think he fits their team pretty well. Yeah, and if they trade Ingram, that's fine. So they get more shit. Like, like, okay, that's fine. We don't need Ingram. We we won't pay him ninety million dollars next summer. We'll just trade him and get more shit. Uh, yeah, like I agree with you, man. And and the thing with Drew too is like. Yeah, he's fine when he's, like, your point guard. But he's always been a point guard that is better when he's playing with another ball handler. However you want to want to say that makes him a two or a combo or whatever you want to say, he's just always somebody that plays better with another ball handler. And, like, Lonzo is a lot like that, too. Nikhil Alexander is a lot like that. I know that he's a rookie, so, like, maybe you're not going to get what you're hoping for immediately. But, like, they just have these guys that can all kind of, like, do shit with the ball. Um yeah, and Frank Jackson is going to set it all up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. The thing is, like, even Frank, he can shoot, though. Like, you know, like, they need guys that can just shoot. Frank Jackson For can sure. shoot. And they sign JJ. That JJ Reddick contract is great. Two years, $26.5 yeah. for JJ. That's perfect. Like, and he's, I mean, what he's, like, what, at worst, the fourth the best shooter in the NBA? Maybe. Like, you know, that's a guy. Yeah. He's just a ridiculous shooter. Like, it's... I hate how good their summer was because it's like I actually I, they still have Etwan Moore too, who's like a solid player. Um, yeah, and they signed this guy. I don't know if you know him, Stig Nicolo Melli from Europe. I don't know, yeah. him, but I've heard like good things. I've heard he's a fun player. I think he'll. Uh, I've seen him play, you know, twice. Uh, he seems fine. Uh, I think they're going to slot him in and just pretend that Miritich never left. Okay, so he's like that kind of guy. From what I could tell, like like I said, I saw him play maybe twice, and you know, wasn't yeah. really paying attention. Okay, and so. they also, and this is this has to be mentioned. They also signed somebody to an Exhibit Ten contract. His name is Cavell Big B Williams. So. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a good name. Yeah, Big B is that's a killer. Um, yeah, this is they're going to be the most. Fun league pass team. The one, so Darius Miller, who was on their team last year and they re-signed, uh, he is out for the year already, and I think they applied for an injury exception with him, so they might have like a minor move. I up think their they got it too. That's, that's yeah. a bit upsetting because Darius Miller could like really shoot the ball. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think they'll they might be able to like swing a minor piece or something in their roster uh, with that money, but you know, Shumpert. Yeah, might, that might be like dude. Shumpert would actually fit in that team too where you're just like dude just you don't even have to try to fight through and die on every screen like you would definitely do you can just switch just switch <laughs> yeah so, okay well speaking of switching on defense like they can put out a defensive lineup of like Derek Favors Zion Williamson Brandon, Ing- Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball and uh, Drew Holiday I mean Ingram is the weak, weak link of the defensive team but if, like if he's your fifth best defender you're not in bad dude, and, like, they have ja- and they have Jackson Hayes too who is super raw but like He's just uh, a fucking nuclear athlete. Like, he looks good, man. Yeah, I think he, he's going to be a player. Yeah, he can just jump out of the gym. I worry about their floor spacing and, like, what the hell they're going to do when they actually have to get into a half-court set. But, um, dude, if they're not a top-five defense, then maybe Alvin Gentry should be looking for employment elsewhere because they, there really mm-hmm. is. If they have decent health, that team should be a top-five defense. Like, you got Drew, Lonzo, Ingram, Zion, who even as a rookie, I think will be a 
plus defender, not an all-world defender, but a plus yeah, defender. He should, yeah, he should be at least a yeah. decent defender. Uh, yeah. Derek Spears is a super underrated defender, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they just have so many. If you have, like, five plus defenders in the NBA, that's, you're, you're cooking with something. Etoan Moore is a pretty decent defender, too. So, um, yeah. And then we didn't, I mean, Josh Hart's fine, I guess. Like, they have enough. I think he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think he fits in pretty well, also. You know, doesn't really need the ball to finish plays. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of these Lakers guys, I think, are just going to look so much better playing on a team that is up-tempo and, like, like, you, like, like you know, like, stinky. actually you wants know. them on the team? Well, yeah, that too, but, like, like you know, like Stingy mentioned, just the fact that they're going to, like, they will move the ball around, you know? It's not just going to be, like... No, oh, that thing's going to move. Yeah, I mean, Gentry, will, yeah, Gentry is going to get what he wants, finally, from from a team, too. Like, I mean, you saw the Lakers uh, before LeBron, and they were exciting. And then LeBron came, and it just was like, oh, we have a huge anchor on this ship. And everything just ground to a halt. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it becomes a LeBron show. And it's like, these guys are kids. They're, they, you need to give – when you have a young team, like, those guys need – to have the freedom to, like, fuck up, you know? And yeah. they didn't yeah, have yeah. that freedom with LeBron because what, once you get LeBron, it's like championship or bust, championship or bust. And every fucking game is, like, this referendum on your entire life as an NBA player. And it's like, this year, they're gonna, like, dude, no one's going to care if they go on a three-game losing streak, you know? No one's going to give a shit. Um, and it'll be fun. Like, I think they're going to win, like, 40. I think they can win, like, 44 games. Honestly, I think they could do that. I don't know if they will. I'm just going to say they win 40 games. That'll be my... I'll say 42. Just over 500. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to say 44 wins. I don't know. I don't know. Everything just makes sense. Like They all fit. They're going to be unselfish. They're going to play like really good, fun basketball, and I think they're going to surprise us. But this yeah, is, of course, like if if Zion's in, you know actually in shape and going to play for the year and not be fat and miss games for being fat in summer league. So like that's don't that's, be jelly, Drew. It's not it's not a good look to be jelly of others. I know, but still, <laughs> I can't help it. Um, yeah, like the only honestly the only the, and like the regular season is built for them. You know, like they're not going to get you can get away with not being a good half court team in the regular season because there's so many nights. You're just like the Kings did it last year. The Kings did it last year. They they sucked in the half court and they won 39 games in the fucking West. Like they'll be fine in the regular season. They, I, I'll be shocked if they're not at least touching. They're, they should be like in the playoff race for until like March. Yeah, and they should be hovering around 500 for most of the season as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to our last team, which is the Spurs. And I'll give you honest, I don't think what did they do this summer? I don't think they did anything. They probably they probably did some really boring, lame ass Spurs shit. Yeah, that's what it's looking like looking at the roster. They I got mean, Damari Carroll, sign and trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, they got okay. Uh, I didn't like they gave away Dobbins Burton for that. Yeah. They got they got finesse from <laughs> Boy Stop Perry. <laughs> Yeah, they had that deal. They so they had Morris on two years, twenty million, and then he was just like, "Nah, yeah, San Antonio sucks. I want to go live in New York." So fuck y'all. Uh, and he just he flat out said he thought David Fisdale was a way better coach than Greg Popovich. So uh, 
they did get they did get my boy Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles in the house uh, as his like kind of pseudo replacement as a stretch four type. They brought back Rudy Gay. This is a team they just dude, they got to make a trade. I think they need to trade Marcus Aldridge. They need to well, do it. Well, what they do have right now is like Murray's coming back from his injury and Lonnie Walker should actually play this yeah, year. Who their backcourt is fine. They got fun like they got Lonnie Walker. They got Murray, like you said, coming back. Who was well, he was second team all defense, I think, the year before. Uh, and he's really good. Yeah, they got Derek White, who is solid, and they got Patty Mills, who's fucking Patty Mills, like super fun, great guy, great, like perfect. That that backcourt is fine. They got four guys that oh, cover really? spots. Yeah, like that's I don't good. Bryn Forbes isn't even that bad. No, he's solid. He can really. He's perfect for that. Like how Popovich uses those. He's like their their little Danny Green now, right? Without the defense. That's basically how they use him on offense. He like runs. Yeah, they just, yeah, they just shoots it and it always goes in. It's yeah, pretty much he's it. Lucky shooter. Um, yeah, like I think that's fine. It's their front court that's just old and kind of uninspiring. Like, yeah, they have Jakob Pertl, but like, Marcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay. I mean, what? I just like I get it. They don't want to punt because Popovich is old and he wants to like feel like he's coaching meaningful games and shit. But it's like. What are you winning here with a big three of DeRozan, LaMarcus, and Rudy Gay? You know, you're not, like that's you're not you're winning. Not. But you can like they can you can LaMarcus has value for to a play like a that guy. He I mean like he he's a legit stretch five now, and he can play the four a bit too. Like he has value, and you know I think a, there will be playoff teams that would be interested in him, and there should be a trade out there for him. Like. Can you trade him back to Portland? Can you get something from them? Can you get Zach Collins? Can you get a first? Like, can you, you know, like, I just think there are moves out there to be made for them. And the Rosen's trickier because I kind of think the league is like, yeah, no, nah, we, we're good on that guy. Um, but I, I think LMA definitely still has value and they should be kind of exploring what there is out there. They just never make moves in season, though. They never make moves in season. Well, the problem is, okay, so you're proposing that they trade Alder, which makes sense, but you would probably have to trade DeRozan, too, and then, but who, but you, can't, you mentioned, like, who's going to want DeRozan at but this like, point? If, if you don't trade DeRozan, what's he going to do? Who cares? No, what I'm saying is, at some point, they're going to be in this weird, sort of, like, late lottery um, area, and they can't really do much but with it. Aren't they, are, they're, like, they're in a stupider position now, where they're, like, in... A first round exit mode every year. Oh no, I'm. They're still in I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just they really need to probably like really consider like, all right, we really need to go in the tank. But you know, with the lottery odds, maybe they jump up to like the pick, you know, top five for here's, someone, and they luck here, out. Here's a question: How confident are both of you that if super confident if R.C. Buford <laughs> hits up Scott Perry and is like, look, just give us fucking Marcus Moore, give us like. Some expiring contracts that match DeRozan's salary, and we'll just give you DeRozan. Maybe like give it and give us like that that twenty three top ten protected Dallas pick. But how confident are you that Sky would be like, no, no, we're good. I'm um, actually super confident. I don't. Think I'm not do that. confident. I'm not confident. I don't think I'm that confident. I feel like really? I think DeRozan is the exact like he's the specific type of player that I'm still super mega concerned that like we like. Oh, he's like would be like, I'm going to really make him right. I'm going to turn him into a three-point shooter. Like, I feel like that's the sort of thing. And, like, DeRozan did really well as a playmaker this past year. Like, he did really well under Pop. Past year, really. 
And but like he still wasn't playing defense well, and he still wasn't really like shooting threes. So and it's just still, like he's still a fucking net negative. Like he, the team is still better with him off the floor than uh, like he is the he's one of the weirdest players when you keep look at his net rating over the years. I think he's had one year in his entire career. It's where, really like, bizarre because he, like he's a really good player. Well, if you but, just like, watch him impact, play, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like yeah, it makes no sense that he grades out as this guy that every year the team is better with him off the floor. Um, yeah, I. That's the one thing that like I just think that there there is going to be a team that would eat like fuck it like we get two years of DeRozan like we're not really have to give up anything sure I think some team would do that uh, the Knicks may do that yeah I just think there'll be a team like I mean what team needs scoring out there like Orlando okay sure why not what else they got going on there they don't have like they don't have scoring that's their main problem um, you know there's teams up and down like you, you can look at. That, that fucking Miami would probably do that shit. Oh, can you imagine DeRozan and Butler on the same team? That would be that would be something. Can you imagine like Butler's reaction after DeRozan's first playoff stinker? <laughs> Lose his mind. <laughs> I feel like how many both... times? How many times in practice do you think he would make it a point to like take just five guys from four guys from the Miami G League squad and just beat the shit out of DeRozan and the starters? You'd probably do that every single practice. <laughs> and Pat Riley would be like, you know what? I like this. He would love it. Spolstra <laughs> probably would be on the side like, I really prefer this not to happen. And Pat's like, no, this is this how the NBA used to be back in my day. And he would just encourage all of it. You ever hear that story about like Pat Riley where they used to have practices where there was no out of bounds? So like, no, I didn't remember. Like, be diving into like fucking the, the like you know, <laughs> all over, just get, like, these balls. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Probably a reason there's a player's union, though. Yeah, no, you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, where do you see them uh, finishing? I, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they are. They'll make the playoffs. Yeah, okay. they're they're just that annoying enough team. They'll get, they'll get 52 wins. Make I the think, playoffs. yeah. yeah. I think, they're gonna get back I think they're going to get back above 50 this year. I'm just going to say 50 flat for them. Sure, yeah. No, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't see it. Because don't I have – I feel like I have – I'm trying to think of the takes that I've had. I had um, the uh, New Orleans sneaking in. I had the Kings making it. So that's two teams. I said – I know. That's what I said. I'm trying to figure out. I try to map it out, and then I said the Lakers are going to miss it. Oh, good. And the Spurs are going to miss it, right? Didn't I say that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you were very down on the Lakers. I mean, the fu- fuck the Lakers. They fucking suck, and I'm tired of the Lakers. I hope they miss the playoffs for the rest of their lives so, I have to, so we can make fun of Lakers fans. Dude, it's been so hard for them these last six years, you know? It's hard out there for Lakers fans. Yeah. They, they, haven't, they, didn't, they haven't won a championship since 2010, you know? It's hard. hard. God forbid. Yeah, no. So I'm going to say they're going to miss the playoffs in favor of the, <laughs> the Pelicans and the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> that takes is not going to hold up well, but I don't care. That's uh, that's what makes this stuff fun. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on? Do you want to touch on the um, the tampering stuff and the the what was it? The traveling rule as well. Yeah, let's touch on it. Let's do a little little touch, little feel. So, um, owners, it was reported, it was by, um, Woj that owners agreed to, like, 
be like more conscious of like the traveling rule and to like really make sure that it's an actual like gather step and you know two steps or whatever it is and to really like you know I think it was more of like they did like hardened like travel more or less and really exploits that rule. So that was the first Does he? thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't really Does he? I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like the way Harden plays is just so pure. Oh, so cool. mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best ISO scorer ever. Yeah. To definitely. ever exist. And then the other part of the uh, news today, uh, on a Friday morning, of course, not Friday night, is. um. Recording a podcast on Friday night. Yeah. Like, who does that? I mean, fucking losers do that. Um, and the other news was the. Uh, now I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, the tampering shit. Yes. So Adam Silver did like a press conference and he's like, they're going to crack down on tampering a lot more. And one of the things is going to be like actually like voiding contracts and taking away draft picks and things along those lines. Yeah, I want someone to actually. I want the league to void a contract because of tampering, and just to see that fan base like lose their shit. So I'm in favor of it. It's not going to happen though. Like, there's no way this any of this is going to be enforced whatsoever because this league is built on tampering. I think they'll enforce it. They'll enforce it on some bullshit. Like it'll be some stupid Marcus Morris. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it would be. Yo, but the Marcus Morris thing is funny, and we never got more news out of this, but, like, wasn't there a whole thing where the Knicks basically didn't give a shit that the Spurs were mad because they were like, well, you guys fucking messed around with Chris Dobbs. Um, oh, yeah. That was, like, a big thing. So, you know, look, fuck the Spurs, man. They got this holier-than-thou shit going on. It's like, you know, you guys are the same. You guys tanked to get Tim Duncan. You guys won a championship because Robert Ory threw... Fucking Steve, like, elbowed Steve Nash in the face, you know. That's still, that still bothers me so much that the fact that that suspension, all those suspensions happened, like, they really fucked over the Suns, and they would have won a championship, and it just bothers me to no end. Yeah, I can remember another playoff series that had a lot of weird suspensions, but you don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, I, it's nothing's going to happen from this, right? Like... You know, I, I, all, all I think will happen is that teams and players and agents will be less, they'll be more cognizant of, like, not basically bragging about these contracts six weeks in advance. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, and, like, what he has, he has some authority now where he can just, like, take an individual's cell phone, which, like, I didn't really fully understand. Like, is that a player? He can take players' ones, too? I don't yeah, know. It was, I, the, yeah, the whole thing is just weird with the cell phone thing. I was like, oh, now we're just snatching cell, fo- cell phones up? Bro, like, and, like, I watched The Wire, bro. They're just going to get burners out there. Obviously. And they're going to have the whole beeper system and everything. Yeah, and, like, they'll use the, what was it, the clock? But they use it, like, across? <sighs> yeah, I, for, I forget. I should I should rewatch The Wire since it's so such a powerful drama. Did you guys? Hey, you guys watch hey, a jump to five? Yeah, yeah, that's what, it was. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna skip one through four and just watch season five of The Wire. That's what everyone should do after listening it's the to best this. Season. It's should the best just season. watch season five of The Wire, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe journalism is dying." Yeah, and plus everything will make sense too. <laughs> All the storylines will make sense. Um, did you guys watch Succession? Hell no. Why? Why hell no? Uh, it's really good. Nah, I don't care about those old white rich people. 
But I think it's isn't it more when you're watching it, right? Isn't it more of just, like, how crazy, like, family dynamics really work? It's not necessarily, like... Yeah, it's like not really about... Like, the, them being rich is more of, like, that's just they just have a to way be. to drive forward, like, the family dynamics. Okay, yeah, that's what I really thought. Because the idea is just, like, you know, there's just higher stakes in the fact that, like, they're super rich and there's a company involved. But it's really just, like, family politics. Yeah, that's, that's basically that's all it is um it's awesome though i would recommend it the acting is really great scripted it's hilarious also um yeah it's yeah it's it's much better than game of thrones season eight i will say that is it better than um season five of the wire <laughs> yes it is <laughs> somehow somehow it's able to top that tour de force of season five of the wire it's like which is why i refuse to accept that the wire is the best show ever because like you can't just punt on an entire season like that, that it, sorry, it doesn't work. Like Game of Thrones was disqualified from that conversation after season seven, and definitely after season eight. Where you're like, nah, you're done. Like, definitely not in the conversation. You know, you can't do that. Well, it wasn't just like punting on it. It was like it was what's his name? I was going to say David Chase. It's not David Chase. It's David Simon. David Simon. Like it was like his passion thing because he really wanted to hammer home the whole journalism aspect in like this last season as an institution, and he just kind of gave up on the whole like you know the whole bodies aspect. Oh, did, we just spoil, did we just spoil season four for people The Wire? <laughs> if you haven't watched The Wire yet, that's your fault. It's like anybody that's like, oh, I can't believe you ruined The Sopranos ending for me. It's like, yeah, well, I'm sorry that you're a fucking moron. Um, <laughs> no, the, the wasn't The Wire thing, though? Like, something happened with the the writer or something. It wasn't like – I think David Simon did all the writing for that season too, right? I forget. I haven't really dived into, like, what happened with season five, but it definitely was a completely different tone than anything that they really did. Because even people who don't like season two, like, they still had the tone of the wire. Season two is actually actually awesome. Season two is awesome as long as you... The thing is, when you're first watching it, you're like, wait, what happened to... Everyone that we just grew up with in the first season, yeah. Yeah, like, what happened to these people? But season two is actually awesome. Um, Except for Ziggy. Ziggy sucks. I thought the Ziggy storyline was it, it they took too much time with it, but I guess that's sort of the feeling of season two in general. Too much time on these guys. But um no, I thought Ziggy was great. No, I st- I like the character of Ziggy. I don't like the guy that actually played him. No, I don't think you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah that <laughs> Like why do you always feel like you're about to cry, man? Even when you're happy, you feel like you're about to cry. He gets left on the uh, on top of the fucking crate. Give me bad part. advice. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Maui. <laughs> oh God. Um. All right, that's a great way to end the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> segment of the. Uh, Look, it'll be ha- like everyone should be happy though because people are probably like, oh God, all these guys fucking talk about is Sopranos. So you know we're branching out here. There we go. We're branching out to the second best show in the- <laughs> ever. <laughs> Um. Oh wait, no. We're talking about tampering. Yeah, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change. And I just want. Wouldn't it be great? Like LeBron tries to like sign someone else, and they just like void the contract, and there's like no LeBron. You can't do that. Like it would just be so magical. That okay. So what? This is how we should end it, though. I have one question, and uh, okay, this is it. So this week at a Puma or like at a on a at a fucking was it Bleacher Report Q and A or something that or an AMA that he was doing, uh, R J Barrett. He said that they asked him who he wanted to dunk on in the NBA. <clears throat> and he said he knew who it was, but then he was like, I can't, I'm not going to say it, but then he was just like, he's like so I'll just say Kristaps Porzingis. 
Um, so, who on the Knicks do you most want to see dunk on Kristaps this season? That's tough because there's like so many people that you can pick from, and it would all be great. Like, you could pick Dennis Smith to say that like you know he was the forgotten player and like you know the Porzingis trade. So it's just like him dunking on Porzingis would be wonderful as like a storyline. For me, it's um, Dennis Smith because like. Dennis Smith is the kind of guy that'll dunk on you and fucking let you know that he dunked on you. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, a monster dunk, too. It's going to be wonderful, and I hope it happens at the Garden and everyone will lose their shit. Um, I think, personally, for us, I think, at least for, yeah, the three of us on the uh, the podcast, like, Frank dunking on Chris Stops would be unbelievable. For many reasons. Yeah, just for, like, <laughs> so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, Julius Randle would be wonderful as well. Just like, just like him, like in the post, and just like bodies him, and just like jumps off two feet, and just dunks on him would also be great. Like RJ would also be wonderful. He'd be like, yeah, I'm like the true, like you know, quote unquote saver of New York, New York. So like, there's tons. I there's tons of players in the next. Right, just pick one though. Shut up, man. Just pick one. Um, I'm gonna pick Frank. Oof. Stink. Well, all right. So I'm 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 also very torn here. Uh, as not a Trier fan, I think he'd he'd be a fun one oh, to yeah. watch. Okay, uh, and again, as like not a big Bobby Portis fan, there oh would be some God. sort of extra animosity there that I think would be <laughs> he, he would, he would Dudley. He would Dudley him. Um, oh, Mitchell definitely. Robinson, obviously, that's beautiful. But again, you know, he can dunk on everybody. Yeah. Uh, but so, if I have to choose one, I'm going Brasdakis. I feel like there will just be a there's a, an extra punch. There he'll definitely celebrate what it's he just been, did. It'll be, the, it'll be like the Eastern <laughs> European showdown too. And yeah, there'll and I don't know. It'll just feel it'll just feel kind of perfect to me. I think uh, the, 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 the amount of animosity. The train from the wire. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of animosity, the fact that he's not nearly as big as Porzingis, uh, oh, it'll be a, uh, that'd be a good punch. I, I like it. That's, um, I'm going Porzingis. Mine is it's it's Dennis Smith. I I think that it would for a lot of reasons the trade being one, but just like I just think that he his dunks like when he just smashes on a guy, it's different than anybody else on this team, and he will definitely let. Everybody know, but he will. He like relish the dunk so much that it would make it so much more fun. Um, Zoe would too. Yeah. I feel like Zoe, the thing, the, the problem is, I feel like Zoe would do it, and then for the next fifteen minutes, we would just have to watch Zoe like shoot the rock. <laughs> yeah, he would have to take like fifteen heat heat checks. Like, oh, I dunked on him. I got to shoot the three. Yeah, so I'm I'm going I'm going to go with Dennis Smith. I think that would be a really fun one. That's the, tr- the truth of it is that it will definitely be Tosh Gibson to do it. Oh man. <laughs> the thing is, like, the, the thing with all these guys, though, is, like, Todd is exactly the kind of big that, on paper, you'd be like, I would go into games and be like, oh, man, Kristaps should just, like, fucking eat this guy. Then you're watching the game, and he just can't get a shot. He can't get any position on him, can't back him down, can't clear space for his jumper. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, he's not. Kristaps like, isn't. Like, Todd Gibson's going to lock lock him down. We've seen like so many other people like Todd Gibson lock is down. probably one of the greatest players of his generation. I would say so. There's definitely it's him. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and <Ouch. Keith> O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, all right, that's probably a good place to end it. On that yeah, we're going to end on that note. Uh, think, what are you plugging? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get to work like Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, I'm a busy guy. Yeah, you're late for work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am slowly working on a season preview for Marcus Morris and Braz Dacus. So, I don't know. At some point, I'll get to that. That should yeah. be uh, that should be exciting. I did get on my writing. I got on my writing slump this week, though. You did. You uh, you talked yeah. about why the Knicks should extend Frank his option, which is surprising that you like you wrote it and you did a good job. But like, it's kind of amazing mm-hmm. that like people are like, no, they shouldn't. It's like, how are you that stupid? Well, I it's actually funny because I just like woke. I just was thinking about it the night before, and I was like, you know what? I think I should just write something about this because it seems like a no brainer. And I wrote it, and like literally the day after I wrote it, I swear, like there were like two other pieces that came out with people writing about, like, why I should pick up his option. I'm not saying anybody, like, G'd the idea for me, but they probably did. Um, but, like... Yeah, we're looking at you uh, with it, Tommy Beer, and, uh... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't name names, you know? I don't kiss and tell. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm naming names. Tommy Beer, stealing my boy Ashwin's uh, content. No, I think... I think Ashwin, doing. Nah, to be fair, I think the, that was just kind of, like, a that came out of the FIBA tournament because there was a lot of chatter about like are they going to pick it up like maybe they are not and I was like it felt like the FIBA tournament was so big for them picking up his option so I think it was just on a lot of people's minds which you know fair enough I I really don't know if they will or not either I think it'll be stupid if they don't but whatever alright well check that out Um, yeah both of you guys uh, articles on Frank were really good okay so this will be released on Monday so Read last week, I wrote about Frank Nielke's, um a pre- season preview on him. So definitely read that because I didn't really actually preview him. So that's a jazz. Yeah, it's just it's basically just a jazz review. So read that when you get a chance, and listen to the posting and toasting show hosted by Ashwin Ronoff and Drew Steele, uh, and Jonathan Shulman. And Jonathan Shulman. Um, yeah. We had. And this episode we had Stink on as a uh, guest. So definitely check out that episode when you get a chance. And that's it. See you till next week.